What's the way of Long Beach? It's your boy, known by many names, and welcome to the Daily Diddy, where we talk about what's going on in and around the city. I know it ain't been so daily on the podcast, more on social media, but that's because, you know, we've been organizing hard, I guess. I don't like the term organizing, you feel me? I just like the term getting diddy, you feel me? We just been in the real world, you feel me? Trying to help the people uh, do what needs to be done, and that takes up so much time. You know, I really don't have too much help with this podcast, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all, okay? So, yeah, the format's going to be a little bit different. We're going to skip the weather, get right into some events and some updates, and then, you know, get into this interview with our boy, Nigel Lipsy. Uh He's a political dude uh, from Long Beach. Um... Not really a political dude, just a black man that's getting into politics. He also has Urban Society LB, you know what I'm saying? DJ crew out here uh, bringing, you know, the soul to Long Beach, man. So you can follow them on Instagram at Urban Society LB. And then you can follow Nigel at Lipsy for Long Beach on, on Instagram. That's L I F S E Y number four Long Beach so yeah man we're gonna talk about you know local politics um the local music scene urban society and you know what can we do in these times all right uh really quick before we do that um talk about some some things that's going that's finna go down in the city so today we got I guess a vigil for Breonna Taylor on uh, second and PCH at 11 a.m. All right, um, yeah, get there at at 10:30. It says, but you know, just out there bringing awareness to that sister's name. That's that's going on today. You also got uh, on the 20th at the World Trade Center on Ocean Boulevard. Uh, that's a Saturday. It's going to be closed to camps. That's going to be uh, an anti-ice protest, right? Uh, you know, bringing awareness to the little babies locked up in cages. And then, um, you know, Tuesday on the 16th, you know, it's going to be another city hall meeting. So got to be prepared for that. Uh, they're trying to delete, you know, internal affair records of the LBPD amongst other things so it's important that you guys know about that uh, it's funny right after George Floyd died you know LBPD chief officer dude Robert Luna wants to delete these files and he's already done it before I think it was in 2016 2018 can't remember so yeah those are some things that are going on in the city we're going to get into this interview man and then we're going to play some music for y'all it's it's the mix from two weeks ago gotta do it uh fire mix so yeah go on, make a new one either today or tomorrow once i have some time but yeah we're gonna get out of here man shout out to christian's craft uh lbc resources long beach djs and y'all man the people listening and the monthly supporters if you want to listen or you know, support the podcast. All you gotta do is go to anchor.fm slash the daily ditty. And there you go, man. It's all the new episodes and that support button. And right now we just 
you know, reallocating all the support stuff to the fund, which I forgot to talk about. So the GoFundMe this whole time was on hold. I wasn't sure that we were going to get the money. Uh, for the people that know the work that I do in the community, you know I've made numerous GoFundMes, but every time I've never kept the money. You know, I just handed it over to whoever I was making it for, you know, using my name. So uh, this is the first time I ever had to deal with that. And, you know, I, I wasn't looking at the instructions. I was very, I guess, vague in the bio and I wasn't doing updates every day which they want you to do and I didn't you know link a bank account so there was literally like $20,000 just sitting on GoFundMe not linked to anything so they put it on hold but you know we got everything squared away um, and you know they'll be sending in the money uh, you guys can keep sharing it uh, but we're going to be doing an art exhibit fundraiser so if you know anybody that is exquisite in art and wants to you know donate to you know a local cause in long beach you know they can submit their art to us at the daily ditty uh and you could also email i guess let me see you can email lbc uh no nah, i guess you could just i guess you can just email us at the daily ditty at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram or any social media that we're on. And yeah, man, submit your art. I got free pieces that I'm looking at right now. And uh, yeah, we're going to find a space and it's going to be virtual. You know, shout out to my boy, Sam Simmons. He hit me up and said, yo, I got the I got the equipment to do the virtual thing. So that way, you know, COVID-19, we don't physically have to be there. And, you know, you can buy the art offline and, you know, we can get it to you. So that's what we're going to do. Okay, guys. Uh, also, forgot to say on the 15th which is a friday we have the push for peace right which is uh going to be and then on the 20th also besides uh besides okay so the 15th that's a monday to push for peace you know uh to bring awareness to the cause within the skateboard community and to also help the kids uh, the low-income kids around here and get some skateboards. All right. Uh, and then we're also going to have another uh, peace push on Go Skate Day, which is the first day of summer uh, on the 20th, right? And why are we doing this? You know, we're talking about a push peace and uh, bringing awareness to social injustice but you know doesn't make sense to give skateboards to kids some people have been asking me this right and basically I'm not the organizer of this but I have to tell you this okay I was that kid on the skateboard and when I didn't have a skateboard I was trying to burn my house down okay so you know idle hands make a devil's playground the reason why we're doing this is there's a multitude of reasons right so first of all you got a guy out here that goes by the Instagram name Hearts and Hammers. Okay, it's just a father out here. He takes kids around and go skateboarding, right? He has no nonprofit organization or anything. He just spends his time and money to go do this. Then you also have generic skateboards, okay? Another guy just works at a pizza place, my boy Joaquin. And he just, uh, Mike owns, uh, you know, Hearts and Hammers and Joaquin owns generic skateboards. And he spends all his money, you know, making the skateboard company for the community Long Beach, just the only skate company that we have. So, people that were trying to organize they were saying we want to you know do this thing 
and then we want to give the money to like a black owned skate shop or something like that or you know people of color and stuff i was like there isn't one in long beach but we do have hearts and hammers and generic skateboards so what we're going to do is we're going to you know make this money and make you know skateboards for the children uh that have some type of message on it um because why give it to somebody else you know when we could do the stuff ourselves because we know the people at the same factories that you know whatever company was going to go to that's how this you know the skate industry works everybody's very very close to each other like that to where we don't have to go through third parties and i had to put this in my brother's minds man i said y'all could just do this thing yourself and you know it's going to raise awareness uh give the kids an opportunity to have a board instead of you know going out there getting into an early life of crime and criminal record and try to you know get the public to understand who generic skateboards is and who hearts and hammers is so they can continue to you know fund the kids of long beach through these through these two companies you know we don't have to go anywhere else so it's to bring awareness to the whole dynamic of skateboarding and to also remind you know these young skateboarders why go skate day is you know a lot of people have been uh saying skateboarding isn't political skateboarding isn't this skateboarding isn't that well really go skate day was made to bring awareness about the positive effects that skateboarding has you know before go skate day skateboarders were seen as criminals you know destroying property now because of political moves made by people going to the city Long beach has all these uh skate parks around here now you feel me and i feel like the skaters take it for granted so we need to remind them so that's why we're doing it okay so look i'm gonna get out of here y'all stay safe stay positive my dog's barking uh you know gotta put on a leash uh y'all stay safe stay positive keep your show 90 degrees and don't let these punk motherfuckers discourage you let's get started it's your boy known by many names and i got uh Nigel Lipsy in the building. Some of y'all call him Long Beach Obama. I was on uh <laughs> this horsey page the other day. That's uh name name's kinda stuck. So, you know. Um how you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Thanks for having me back. Um I think I first heard that name, Long Beach Obama, on this podcast the last time I was on here. So I appreciate oh, yeah. the, the 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 nickname. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, before we get to everything else, just talk about what Urban Society LB is, you feel me? So yeah, Urban Society Long Beach, it is a company that me and three of my business partners run. It actually started, um, in May of 2018 from a conversation that Wes and I had uh, we were actually down at Hooters on Cinco de Mayo. We were just talking about the the nightlife scene in Long Beach, kind of what we liked, didn't like. And one of the things we felt was missing was just uh, a space for uh, basically black people. I'll just call it what it is. Um, a, a place for black people with black DJs playing black music. Uh, there was no space in Long Beach that existed like that. Certainly not on Pine Avenue and definitely not on 2nd Street and Belmont Shore. So we just kind of got together. Wes has experience uh, as a party promoter back in his hometown in Tennessee. And, you know, uh, me being the finance guy, I was like, well, we could get it, make it a real business, get it up and running. And we just kind of ran it like that. And 
what, two years later now, you know, we do our R and brunch. That's kind of our signature event. Uh, we've done events at supply and demand, Quesera, Ashley's on fourth street. And that's kind of how it goes. So all of us DJ and we throw events and we also are trying to do, uh, trying to do DJ weddings, weddings, also private events. And we've done a few of those now. So, uh, okay. just, you know, it's about the music. Yeah. It's kind of what we do. Um, Talk about how, you know, when you first started talking about you, it was like, let's just call it what it is, um, you know, space for black people. Being, yeah. being, uh, you know, black, both of us as, as black men, we know that the reason why you had that hesitation is because people, there are people out there that feel like pe- uh, black people shouldn't have their own space or, or they don't get the reason why we fight to have our own space but you know you have mexican restaurants you got you know um all the other types of stuff where other people can have their own space but when it comes to us people always question well you know why um can you go over that just a little bit i can too but (laughs) yeah no i know you i know as you said we're both black men we both have our own stories and perspectives on that they'll they'll probably be the same i mean let's just think about the history of this country. I don't want to get it too political, even though I am an aspiring politician, but just about the history of this country. We were not allowed our own spaces in quote unquote mainstream neighborhoods, white neighborhoods. We were segregated by law. So we created our own spaces. And then our country was integrated in the 60s and we lost our own spaces. Wes and I, we wanted to have our own space again. And if that means having it somewhere in Long Beach, on Pine Ave, on 4th Street, so be it. Any place that would accept us. We just feel, and this is not a black thing. This is a human thing. People feel most comfortable around people that are like them. That's not, that's not, and that's not, that's not racist or bad to say. That's just human nature, I believe. And so if black people who like Urban Society Long Beach events feel more comfortable at our events is because they feel more comfortable around black people. It's no different than say a place like, and I don't, not to, not to diminish this place, but a place like Agave's, they have a mostly Hispanic crowd. Mm-hmm. Hispanic people feel most comfortable at that place because it is mostly that type of crowd playing mostly that type of music. And that's okay. That's yeah. their culture. Their music is different than hip hop music. And, and, and there's going to be a natural uh, kind of delineation there. And yeah, that's okay. And, they have good you know, energy there and they do what they do. We have good energy at our events. We do what we do. Yeah. I, both places should exist. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. And, you know, you have, you know, homies of mine, I'll be like, let's go to Agave's. And if I want to experience that, I can experience it in an, in an authentic place, you know? Right. You have clothing lines like Panagonia, you know, and you're like, what's Panagonia? And it's like, oh, some white dude was in Peru and it's a mountain in Peru. And he just named his shit after that, you know, you got Chipotle, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You got all types yeah. of stuff. So, you know, uh, it's okay for people. If it's okay for somebody else to go somewhere and, you know, you see it in hip hop now, you know, I used to listen to rock music. Well, I still listen to rock music, but as a kid, people would tell me why you listen to that white boy music. And I tell people now, you know, in 10 years, people are going to be telling my children, why are you listening to that white boy music? But it's going to be rap music. Meanwhile, yeah. black people are going to be making another sound or something we don't even know about yet. So I feel like, you know, that's a, 
That's important. It's funny, it's, it's funny you brought up the different types of music. So of the four guys in Urban Society, Long Beach, I really like EDM music. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm on like these hip hop, like these house EDM remixes of hip hop songs. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I've been on really since the company started. But it was like, I don't necessarily do that at Urban Society events because that's not what people want to hear. But that's what I like. Like mm-hmm. I like, I, I, I don't just like hip hop music. Mm-hmm. Urban Society, Long Beach, we don't just like black music. But that's what people expect when they come to our events, because that's what they want to hear at yeah. that time. I was, you I know? was, I was, uh, there was something that I seen and it was talking about how, you know, uh, black people help pioneer all of that stuff too. So, you know, a lot of times like with this podcast or, you know, Long Beach DJs or something like that, when I feel like there's not something going on, it's sometimes like, your responsibility to you know start that because I felt like okay what's the what's the manner that music gets out you know I researched it I was like okay the DJs you know what I'm saying then I yeah. started looking at the yeah. DJs I was like well these guys aren't in tune so years ago I had you know made an email Long Beach local DJ to give to the DJs to actually set that platform and then yeah. you know made the Instagram account not for really myself but for everybody so I feel like you know that that you there 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 are other black people around us this piece that like EDM too and yeah urban society is going to be the the space where they can um come and enjoy in a authentic place um what i was going to say oh okay this this is what i was going to say so i realized that this is a actual llc um it is you know people they make things you know especially homies in the urban society like Mm -hmm. the like the little you know and they'll make a name and all this stuff but never actually make it into a business they don't even know what a sole proprietor is or, or or things like that um tell you know tell the brown brothers and sisters why it's important even to get a a, a, a sole proprietor thing going, you know? So why it is important to actually do the right paperwork, make it a real business. There's a lot of tax benefits that come with that. And also it's to protect yourself. So for people who don't know what it, what an LLC is, it stands for a limited liability corporation. The limited liability part is important. If something happens and you get sued and you are the owner of that LLC, the company will get sued, but you personally will not get sued. Mm-hmm. It literally limits your liability if you have, uh, for lack of a better word, a shell to protect you from liability. That's what mm-hmm. an LLC is. And that's why it's important if you are going to start a business to set it up as its own business, separate from yourself, yeah, um, people to limit your liability, to limit your losses. People um, don't realize that, um, that uh, I forgot what year it was but corporations are seen as quote-unquote legal persons in you know the united states government so when people see you know like uh, a company might get sued for fraud or you know people might actually die and and things like that people that run the company you know nothing happens to them and as a matter of fact they don't get fined really it's the company that gets fined. Uh, you can't lock a company up. So, you know, they just 
they just find them millions of dollars. And that's why you don't see people go to jail because they're not, not held accountable because they're a part of a, 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 a corporation, you know? That, that's right. And exactly, that's exactly right. Because the corporation is its own entity. The corporation gets sued. No individual does. That's mm-hmm. exactly right. And so I would advise anyone, whether you're just starting a side hustle, selling t-shirts or hats or whatever product, as long as it's legal, just set it up under an <laughs> LLC. Um, it's very easy to do that. There are a lot of websites that, that will kind of guide you through the process. All you really fill out is your name, mailing address, email address, and the company name, and they'll basically give, send you all the documentation. It's not very expensive, but it really will protect you um, in a worst-case scenario. So I would definitely advise anyone who's starting, starting up a business, look into the different business types and uh, set one up. Yeah. Um, so let's get into this political warfare that we're seeing within the city of Long Beach right now, man. Yeah, yeah, Um, interesting times. So I started this podcast January 3rd, and it was important for me to actually, you know, stay in touch with local news. And I didn't really realize what I was doing at the time. I didn't really realize that local news is the actual news, you know? Yes. Um, uh, so at the time, there was the um, District 2 City Council election. Yeah, I think it was back in February I was on when we, we discussed a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, coming into that, not only did I get aware of just local politics and what was going on, but even you know, like the background stuff, like uh, we were already talking about the budget and measure A and things like this, you know, way back in February before, you know, the public was on it now. And the, and the reason why, you know, I said that you're the people's candidate is because you came in with really no, uh, you know, party affiliation. You just said, I love this city and I need, you know, I'm an accountant and we need to look at these numbers to see what's going on that was back in february yeah. so so now um you know with uh we had this horse he called the city clerk he was saying how you know measured triple b and all this other stuff and uh basically we were trying to just get you wrote in because we feel like we got enough uh <laughs> people power and media power to still get you in there but they're but they're saying that, you know, that's not uh, possible. What do you got to say about that? So I don't know. I, I've, I've seen an article from the Long Beach Post that says that. But I also, you know, me wanting to do my due diligence, I actually read the city charter and what, it, what the, our actual city's constitution says. And it doesn't say I, I, I can't be written in uh, or any or anyone can't be written in. All it really says is that you can't write in a candidate if they've already served three terms. There's a three term limit on city council and mayor positions. So if the person has already served three terms, they cannot be written in for a fourth term. So that's all that's in. That's all that the law says. So So do you think that it's, so what I'm proposing is that we still write you in and if they don't, you know, and if you win and they don't allow you to be the person, then we have to, you know, fight that actual, what is it, 
the measured triple B or like what that, that it is measured triple B. Yeah, you had it correct. It is measured triple B where it where they uh, changed the term limit uh, rules of city council members. So, like I said, the law does not say I can't be written in. It only really says I can't be written in if I've already served three terms, which obviously I haven't. So, okay. um, obviously, I want the job. I want that's why I ran in the first place. Um, write in campaigns are hard if i were to win obviously i would want the job and do it to the best of my abilities um i'd be happy that <laughs> so many people had so much faith in me to do to do the job well to write my name in and not just check a box so yeah. i that would make me i'd be really proud of the city and my campaign and, and my message if i was able to do that i think i think what's what's also important too right now with as far as you have like this connectivity with all the social media platforms within Long Beach now that we didn't really have back in February. So let's say, you know, we're able to keep this alive until next election and beyond. Um, I feel like it's, it's important that we get, what I'm saying is I feel like it's important that we get more awareness on, you know, who Nigel Lipsy is, you know what I'm saying? Because people are still talking about Robert Fox and Cindy Allen. And I don't even think that, like, when the forums were going on and all that stuff, I was paying close attention to that. I don't really feel like the local due diligence was on par or even close to what it is right now. You know, you have literally thousands of people walking to the mayor's house. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, um, I agree. I think we, me, you, all of us really need to capitalize on this momentum that's being built of people wanting to be more invested and interested in local politics and how kind of the power dynamics work. Mm-hmm. Um, Barack Obama, he recently, <laughs> Barack Obama said, uh, I think it was during that 2020 graduation commencement, Mm-hmm. He was kind of encouraging people to just get more involved in local politics. You know, if we want police reform, the president doesn't actually have any say over a local police department. Exactly. Um, the police chief reports to the city manager, who's also not elected, but the city manager is hired by city nice. council members. Exactly. Like, so the city manager even has a boss. He has nine bosses. So if five of them tell the city manager to do something, he has to do it he has to make sure that the police chief does it. You know what I mean? I think if we can all get on the same page as far as what is the actual political strategy beyond this protest, like definitely keep the protest going, keep the rallies going, but make sure you can vote and actually have a say in the people who actually have the seats of power. It's not necessarily the police chief. Yeah, I think, I think um, what's going to carry this movement Right. What people need to understand is that uh, I'm just going to say hip hop culture is going to carry this movement. Right. Because you see us shifting like the Daily Diddy and urban society shifting to a more local like we're already local, but more of a local social political stance, which can also go into, you know, the arts a lot of people, they're just thinking, you know, they're getting burnt out for protests and 
you know, petitions and talking about voting and they don't even know when the next vote is and stuff like that. So I think yeah. it's important for us to actually push the movement through the arts. Like I was trying to explain, you know, on Instagram, we like have ups and downs in, in the waves of our uh, movements, you know, but they don't, the opposition doesn't. And people right. wonder how they do it so effortlessly. Like they see them going golfing and playing tennis and drinking crumpets and eating. They're just like, how are they doing this so effortlessly? Well, the thing is, is because it's a part of their culture. Like when they're golfing, they're talking about destroying you. When, when they're, you know, uh, having that brunch, they're talking about taking funding out of school, partying, you know, their party is this destruction on society. So we have to party like that. You know, when we go out to parties or, you know, when urban society or when I DJ or something, you feel me, drop a little audio city council, this is on the agenda, <laughs> da, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, like, that's I feel what, you. Damn, that's a good idea. I feel you on that. That's what we got to get on because that's what, you know, the pioneers were doing back in the day. You know what I'm saying? They had to have, you know, the party rocking, but let, you know, you might want to get out of here early tonight because, you know, we got to go down to city hall tomorrow. So, yeah, you know, that's the way. Uh, talk, talk a little bit about how, like, uh, you know, you've with, with, you know, Wes and everybody else at Urban Society had to shift or like how natural was that shift from, you know, the regular urban society stuff to what you guys are doing now with the conversations and uh, things like that? Yeah. So, you know, it, it was kind of an evolution, you know, starting back in March with coronavirus, all, all the venues that we would have been performing at shut down. So our, our whole business plan kind of changed from actually going out performing in front of people in public to just streaming on Instagram live. Right. We were not, we're not making any money on Instagram live. Hard to really get how a sad. sense of how much, of how, how people are enjoying it, how many people are watching. It's always not really that many people because Instagram live is not an ideal place to listen to music. Yeah. Um, and then things evolve politically and me and the guys were always having these conversations like you and I are having anyway. And then the George Floyd things happen. The conversation's getting louder and louder and louder. And we're like, you know what? We just need to like have these conver this conversation in public. So last Saturday, we recorded ourselves, the three of us just having that conversation on Instagram Live. No DJing, no music. It was just three Black men talking, engaging with our audience. If they have questions, send them in. Just engaging with our audience about what is going on socially and politically. And we probably had more people watching and listening to that than any of our DJ sets that we did on Instagram Live. Exactly. Like that, that, that conversation, people are very interested in that conversation, sharing information, sharing perspectives, sharing knowledge. And to, like you said earlier, we have to ride this momentum all the way to November, all the way to elections and beyond. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's very important. It's never been more important for us to capitalize on this and keep it going. Because like you said, the opposition, when they got their momentum, they have kept it going for centuries. You know Century, what I mean? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to do that. And if our centuries of the run starts now in 2020, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Because, you know, 
there's a lot of homies that have just been posted up, you know, not doing stuff. And I had just, I either just make a point and say, like, for instance, the Daily Diddy, we probably had 1,900 followers at uh, before Sunday's protest. Now we're at 5,500. Wow. Yeah. So, and, and, and that's you just kind of posting local news, yeah, local politics, uh, events that are going on that people are interested in. Like, like people are very interested in this. And I, and I, I, I guess I just hope as a politician that people are registering to vote and are actually going to vote yeah, and I'll do my part and I'll do my part to share that information as I can to know well, here's what's up on the ballot this time. Here's where, here's what this measure means. And I can only try to explain it as simply as I can, because one, some of the comments I get from people are just the, the level of information is just so overwhelming. It's intimidating. They don't know how to approach it or attack it. And yeah. me as someone who, who I, I enjoy learning and reading this stuff, if I can take it all in the hard part and break it down simply, for someone who is intimidated by it so they can understand it, then that that's great for me. It's great for them. They can now go into that, in that voting booth or, or mail in that ballot, knowing that they know enough to confidently voice their opinion through the, through their ballot. You know what I mean? Exactly. Um, man, I think, I think that's a perfect way to get attention on you because what's going on right now, right? You got like um, all these de facto impromptu or, you know, whatever the word is, Instagram sites popping up like over Oversight LB, LBC yep. Resources, um, you know, well, you know, they've been around for a little bit, been working with them, but you know, like all these names kind of look like, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and they're all sharing, like say if one of them posts, a video about some information they won't make like a different flyer or some they'll just take that information and repost it so you kind of see like uh and and i'm in one of the groups you kind of see like this uh this unison of information so what i'm saying is when you post something like that you can be the city's outlet to knowing okay what what's going on what are the items on the agenda this week at city council? What are the, you know, measures and bills that are going to affect Long Beach to where anybody that wants to know anything, you know, they're going to, you know, bypass the daily ditty because I'll be sharing it, but they know, you know, Nigel Lipsy, that's the guy that knows stuff. Cause uh, a lot of times I send them to Sinai, you know, people are like, yeah. how does the city Sinai, Sinai knows a lot like that. That dude is super knowledgeable. And mm -hmm. I, I feel like he should run for office if he ever wanted to. Maybe he doesn't have that desire, but he, he knows so much. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, people always ask me to to run Big Bro, but see, this the thing. I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like the dude on the street that like the politicians come to to get the people going, you feel me? I'm not the, I, I feel you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'm that dude. I got the I got the street support. So, you know, that's that's where my power is. If I get up there and, you know, so I'll start doing things, uh, 
you know, a lot of people don't realize that because I was talking to uh, Ninth District City Council Member Rex Richards and I yeah. asked him on a podcast, I said, you know, do you meet opposition? And, and, you know, short, he said, yes. So a lot of times, even when you get into office, you know, there's going to be some things that you're going to try to explain to people and they're going to be like, well, why don't you do this? It's like, trust me, I, I tried, but I just couldn't do it. And that's going to happen sometime, you know? Yeah. So, that is politics. Yeah. And we got to realize that we got to, you know, trade certain things with the people that, you know, that happen to dudes when they, uh, go to jail with a, uh, you know, with a public, you know, attorney from the court building. They be talking to yeah. the district attorney. They be like, "I'm gonna give you this guy if you give me this guy." You know, same thing. Yeah. Was, same thing was going on with City Hall. That's true. It's so true, and that 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 is the game uh, that I've decided to try to play. Um, hopefully, I'm successful at it. But but no, you brought up Rex Richardson. I want to talk about him. Not necessarily him, but. Uh, this legislation he's trying to put forth uh, with police reform, the, I believe he calls it the framework for reconciliation. reconciliation. Do I have that right? How do, you, how do you feel about how do you feel about that and like the rebuild LB? Do you think that these are uh, viable things? Because you know Rex is all about equity for yeah. you know low income people. So I want to see you know things do do any of these things pinpoint actual like plans or are they just throwing money at the situation so i will say from what i read of the reconciliation framework it seems a little vague and my understanding is there's going to be a process where this initiation of the conversation will turn into actual policy i guess me i would want to see where that conversation starts where it lands and kind of what policies end up being proposed and then which of those end up being implemented. Um, we're very early in that process. As far as the rebuild LB, you may not say this yourself, but you did that first. Like the mayor can say that, the rebuild <laughs> LB fund, like that was you first. I saw you raise 15 grand like a week before the mayor even announced that he would start raising his money. Yeah, so it's, uh, credit it's, to uh... you, credit to you for doing that, for act like the original rebuild LB fund is always going to be yours, and I appreciate you for for starting that. So yeah, man. Uh, right right now the uh, you know I didn't put any like bank information on it and stuff like that. So the accounts on hold. I'm like uh, going through the process of you know sending them all the stuff. I sent them yesterday like the letter of uh, assertion. I think that basically uh, it's a contract that says you know I'm going to use this money for what the money is going to be you know, what the money is supposed to be used for and things like that. So I'm just waiting for them to approve it. It's that it's over $21,000 right now. We're going to do some art exhibits or some art auctions and, you know, some other stuff, but yeah, man, hopefully everything goes well. If it doesn't, then the money's just going to be sent back to everybody. That Sent back to everybody. Well, hopefully, yeah. I mean, hopefully that all works out and then the money goes to the city and the yeah. businesses that were impacted. Yeah. Um, as far as going back to the police reform though, I think, I guess what I hope is that we end up in the right place. I know slogans get thrown about defund the police, uh, police reform, uh, Campaign Zero has their 10 policies that they want to implement nationwide. Um, the eight can't wait 
you know, those are things that really police officers shouldn't be doing anyway, <laughs> but I guess a lot of them are. Um, I guess I want to focus on the defund the police thing and ride with, ride with me on this for a minute. Cause it, it, I had this kind of image in my head going back to when I was running for city council, you had Cindy Allen, who's a former police officer, exactly. uh, Je Je Jeanette Barrera, who's a mental health professional, Jesus Cisneros, who is a, I'll call him an activist, um, a proud Republican activist. And his that guy, kind of, oh my God, that guy was trying to yeah. have a Republican Trump rally in, in Long Beach and trying to in hit Long everybody Beach. up to like share it. I was like, bro, if you don't get out of here for I... I get... <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, I know. I know. That dude, he, that dude is something else. But his, his top issue, like for all his things that are a little bit off about him, his issue was reducing homelessness, homelessness yeah. which is a real issue. Like that is a real priority to care about, no matter how he goes about fixing it. I probably wouldn't agree with his method, but that yeah, is a real he was talking to try about to locking. He was talking about locking all the homeless people up. Lock them up, that. ship them, ship them over by the port and stuff like that. It's like, come on, man, these are human <laughs> beings. You can't do that. Um, Robert Fox's issue was the road diet and, you know, public safety, traffic safety. Yeah. Uh, Eduardo is a professor at Cal State Long Beach. So kind of education and getting people out of college into good paying jobs. Mm. My thing was affordable housing. Um, and economic development, and the guy, Ryan, he's an environmentalist. His thing was the environment, right? Yeah. In my mind, it's like all of us on stage, those seven of us on stage, that's, that's kind of the seven priorities of our city. The police, right. mental health, homelessness, traffic and public safety, education, affordable housing, and the environment. That's it. That's it. The top seven issues that any resident of long beach would and should care about right exactly so it's like listen let's just take a little bit of money from the police force spread it out among the other six issues and we'll all be fine yeah this this like th that that concept is not that hard just, just... it's not even a concept it's common <laughs> sense right it's yeah not even common <laughs> sense like your your budget and i say this a lot going back to our like the conversation starting with the budgets our our budget is a reflection of our priorities Mm -hmm. that's all it is that all, your personal budget like how you spend your money you did you diddy how you spend your money it's a reflection of your priorities yeah. if you if you buy a lot of music it's because you care about music that's where most of your money goes exactly if you if you care if you'd rather eat than listen to music you'd spend all your money on food because you like eating exactly like that, what it's, I do. it's a reflection of your priority <laughs> like those are probably two of your largest expenses right now as a new dj music yeah and food like mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like those are your priorities so as those seven priorities of us on this stage like let's take a little bit of money from the police force spread it around the other six priorities and that will reduce crime and reduce the need for that much police and we do we just have this positive feedback loop where we're like lowering the need for a lot of police yeah because what i was you know when you guys were on that stage saying all this stuff as a, as a local getting into local politics, I didn't, I couldn't believe the numbers, you know, like somebody yeah. said, we got over 30 million, you know, to go to homelessness, but it all goes to uh, arrest and sending them to hospitals. I was like, yo. And then, you know, just talking about, um, you know, the budget and, you know, how much the police have and then measure a, and that was crazy to me and you know, how the yeah. city's pushing, that to give them more money. And I'm just like, yo, and then, you know, the highest paid 
uh, office in the city is the police in the in the in the, and the, and the city manager in the yeah in the police commander they're making uh you know the wage of the president is four hundred thousand dollars that's what the chief yeah. of police in long beach is getting he made the mayor's uh salary in benefits alone in 2018 yeah. what in the actual bleep i'm just like yo so when, when y'all was up there i was like okay something's awry something's afoot you know yeah. and i just have to keep digging and then you're like okay is there a conspiracy in long beach because i mean can we just talk about how like i know everything about long beach except the politics how did these people get into office because i wasn't paying attention you know because you weren't paying attention <laughs> And nobody was. nobody nobody was nobody was for years I, yeah and and you and some other uh people on instagram some other instagram accounts i follow they're highlighting it for the people while they have all this attention they're highlighting it this amount of money went to this person who's actually related to this person this person <laughs> took that person's seat this person's husband is such and such such like, yeah who works, who yeah. works for this company it's like bro this is pretty it's ancestral it's like an episode of game of thrones like they're all interconnected it's a, it's a mafia it's a freaking <laughs> mafia like when you start you know as a kid i was always like i always thought that for some reason there's a street called molino right i'm like all right and then you see molina healthcare everywhere for some reason i just connected the street to the i'm just like oh this is something in long beach that the city does but then when you start, you know, growing up and somebody's like, yo, I'm just like, oh my God, these people. <laughs> They're everywhere. <laughs> like they so the Molino Healthcare, they are the single largest employer, private employer in the city of Long Beach. So the city of Long Beach itself has the most employees. Then it's like Long Beach United think, School District. Yeah. And like maybe the airport. And then it's like, the, but Molino is like the single largest private employer in the city yeah that's not affiliated with the government but they all also own the long beach post which is where most people get their local news which, which used to be owned by robert garcia and cindy allen together and the, well i thought and it which was has a con i thought ahead. it was i thought it was i thought it was the mayor and then she and, and then he, he sold it to he, cindy he sold it to cindy who and then, then sold cindy it. sold it to our senator's husband uh Mr. Gonzalez and his wife is our senator right now, right? And, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's all this. And then so does, and then the Molina, Mr. and Mrs., they split. So the Mr. still owns the post or does the Mrs. still own the post? I don't know, but it's I, like. I, so, I, it's, it's, it's all, I don't know. It feels, it feels gross though, doesn't it? Yeah. Even just like thinking about all the weird connections that you would just never know unless you investigated them. It feels gross. And unless people take the time and energy to look into it, they'll never know. People need to understand that the senator, right, of California, right, she she was a first district city councilman in Long Beach, yep. right? And then she boosted and, and, and the person she took, so when Robert Garcia became the mayor, Robert Garcia was the first district council member. 
Y'all got to understand so she, what's going so, on here. So, so she took his spot when he became the mayor. Exactly. <laughs> and who's in the first district now, right? Because Mary's we know. And look, watch this. We know that the first district statistically has the lowest rate of voters in the district that vote locally. So all correct. they have to do, all they got to do is just have their homies come over here and vote. And let me tell you something else. The way that they were over here, it was like a mafia move. I want people to understand this. They harassed my mother days mm. on end through text messages, right? Because uh, I had to use her address, you know, to yep. register to vote. So then they uh, came to her house knocked on the door and said, did you go vote? Did you vote for, you could vote for anybody, but did you vote for Mary Zendejas? And then they called her again after like the day after election day. And I, you know, I was with her. I just had to grab the phone and say, yo, what are y'all doing? Leave my yeah. mother alone. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, Don't come knocking on her door, you know, like, and she, so they like walked in my mom's yard. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's invasive tactics is what it is. It's invasive <laughs> tactics. So anything Cedar. Yeah. I was going to say like anything West of Pacific, really. Yeah. If you live over there, let's get you in office, man, because all we need is just to get, you know, the people to know what's going on over here. Cause nobody votes. So if we get people start voting, we can actually get somebody in office over here, you know? Yeah. Because nobody votes, nobody knows. They just have people like um, this, uh, you know, next week they're going to have people. Uh, they still have the live off for the city council meetings, but they said, you know, we're going to hold 20 seats for comments. You already right. know that they already got their people in them comment in them, uh, you know, RSVP seats to comment on the city hall thing. So, you know. Yeah, it's and you know what's what's frustrating about that is look, I'm so restaurants are open now, mm-hmm. bars are open. Like we can call bars not being like you can say bars are not open, but a, a bar if you serve food, they're classifying that as as a restaurant, so it's open. Mm-hmm. So bars are open. Like I may not go to a bar, but a lot of people are out at bars. You've opened up so much of the economy. Allow us to sit in on these council meetings now. Exactly. You've opened, you've opened up everything except nail salons. Like, I think we're okay to go to city council meetings. For sure. It's frustrating. And like you said, you get, you get, you, you're only going to allow 20 comments on each item. If they're all sent ahead of time, they're just going to choose the 20. And that's not fair to the other 80 people that might've sent in a comment. Yeah, bro. They own some corruption the city is something else is 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 real grimy right now and all we can do you and i is use our platform that we have built to kind of spread the message man spread the information make sure people know to register to vote they know how simple it is it takes you two seconds to do it the census Uh, the census is as important as voting frankly because that determines a lot of funding to the city from the federal government Mm-hmm. Um, knowing when the next election is, November 3rd, it's less than five months away. You have a lot of time to learn about the city council candidates that are going to be up in districts two, six, and eight. You have time to learn what district you live in. There's only nine of them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and yeah, man, I, and I guess just getting, getting involved in these conversations that Rex Richardson is going to hopefully start with uh, this framework for reconciliation. I think the, the event, there's an event tonight. Um, maybe it'll be passed by the time your listeners hear this at Jordan High School. Um, that seems like that'll be the start of a conversation about some policies that should be proposed. Um, I know Sanai will be there. Like I said, he's super knowledgeable. Pick that guy's brain. Like he, I'm sure he wants to share information and his knowledge the same way that I would want to. Exactly. So while he's there, pick his brain, learn something, learn some changes that want to be made so that if you do get a conversation with your city councilman, when they come to your door asking for your vote, be like, look, are you going to do this? Then no, I can't vote for you. Exactly. <laughs> Let's talk about one more thing, B before we wrap this up because yeah you know, i just want to get your perspective as a as a black man as in politics yeah. um i've had conversations with you know people from the dsa i've had conversations with republicans if you mm-hmm. look at some of the stuff that i be saying sometimes people be like i don't know what this guy is is he a republican or a mm-hmm. democrat because I'm like, uh, defund the police, but I'm also like, you know, uh, try to tell people and, you know, you may or may not agree with me on this, but I try, I try to tell people like these Republican dudes that come to my page and think that they own or even the Democrats. I tell them both, you can't really tell a person like me to vote for Democrats or Republicans when I know y'all been locking us up all these centuries you know and especially yeah. recently for a vote if you watch that documentary the 13th it talks about how you know being tough on crime and the republicans were doing it and then the democrats started doing it just because they were losing and they yeah. put black and brown lives in danger because of that so and then you know years later bill clinton's up there talking about you know how are you going to talk about those guys who are sending you know 13 year old kids to sell crack on you know just trying to use words how, how do you feel about political parties coming to black folk, telling them to vote for them when historically they've been locking us up? Yeah. So I'll speak to the democratic party first. They rely on the black vote to win. Mm-hmm. But then, like you said, they don't necessarily pass the legislation to earn the vote the next time. And yet mm-hmm. they, they kind of rely on our loyalty as black people to vote Democrat. Almost to the point and, where, well, to the point where one of these guys will tell you, if you don't vote for me, you're not black. That's how he, much they that think dude, that they the have it. The, the presidential <laughs> candidate literally said that on a black radio show. Um, right. But that's exactly right. Like they, they take the loyalty so for granted that a dude, a, a presidential candidate, not just any politician, a presidential candidate will say that into a microphone. Um, live, <laughs> live, live. And I think that is, that says a lot, right? About our loyalty as black people to that party and their lack of loyalty to black people in return. Um, as far as the Republicans go, I don't know a lot of black Republicans. There are none in my circle. Um, the economics are what they are. I think they're, and this, this will be controversial, but I'll say it anyway. I, heard, I have heard a lot of Black people say they 
kind of uh, agree with the immigration stance that Republicans tend to have. I don't necessarily agree, but I do know a lot of Black people who agree with that. Mm -hmm. They feel that um, immigrants have come and taken jobs that used to belong to Black people, but then there was no like next job for Black people to have, and that has led to a lot of unemployment. And the data actually does back that up. Like that's yeah, no that's, matter. A theory, that's a theory, but the data actually does back it up. So it's yeah. controversial, but it is a fact, right? Yeah, and, and um, they're not really talking about just Mexicans and stuff. You could be from Sudan coming to this country. You could be black coming to this country. Uh, get yeah, a grant. it's just immigrants in general. Like I'm yeah. not, I'm definitely not targeting any one particular type of immigrant. It's yeah. just immigrants in general. And while this country was built on immigration, forced or otherwise, mm-hmm. um, immigration is generally good for our country. However, mm-hmm. it has not necessarily been good for this group in our country. That group being black people. Yeah. Um. So that's that's. I mean, that's kind of black people are kind of left without a home politically. You know what I mean? If you if like if, if you just take those two those two differences between the parties. Um as far as me and, and kind of your point earlier about people not knowing who you identify with, humans are complex, man. They're they're yeah. supposed to be complex. You don't have to pick a party. Mm-hmm. I have I personally have always voted Democrat when it came to a a, a particular candidate. Mm-hmm. Well, when it came to a particular piece of legislation that, that I was able to vote on, I didn't necessarily always vote Democrat on that or, or what would ideally be Democrat. I don't always vote for lower taxes. I don't always vote against tax increases. Like, I don't, I, it's, it yeah. really depends on, on depends. how I feel, the data that I have, the knowledge that I have about the law, and I make an informed decision. It's mm-hmm. like my decision on laws are not partisan, even though you could say with candidates, I am. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what people don't understand about like defund the police, the kept enemy stuff. I was like, yo, at the end of the day, let's take black lives, you know, let's let's just take the police messing up in general, right? Let's say that the police are all fine and dandy and they're actually aligned with the people. Why do you have forty-eight percent of the budget you know what i'm saying it just it just goes down to that you know like if like if uh if something was going down and i didn't have the information that long beach was one of the highest tax cities in all of america well i think the highest next to chicago i probably would vote for higher taxes but when you realize that you're just like oh that's why everything is high around here maybe i shouldn't do that you know so it really depends on the information like you said that you have that's presented to you. And that's what Dave Chappelle was saying on this thing. Mm -hmm. I was just watching. He was saying, you know, freedom is such a nuisance because you have so many choices and, you know, it all depends on the information that you have at the time to make those choices. You know, he said, it's a decision. Right. Right. So because they, so that's, damn, that's a good example. So because there are people there in that hypothetical, they don't know there's an earthquake. They will not be prepared for an earthquake. Yeah. And so if you don't get the information about elections and what you can vote on, you won't be prepared when they actually mail you the ballot. And you're just going to be like, you know what, man, forget it. I'm just not going to vote. I don't, I don't have the information. 
Yeah, plus the wording in the ballots, too. They'll tell you, like, the pros and cons to it, but that's not really what the legislation says when you really That's read. not necessarily what it says. So humans write those pros and cons. Like, the law itself <laughs> is the law. Like, just if you can understand what the law says, you and like a, a, a human, a person can determine what the pros and cons would be. Yeah, exactly. If you just read what the law says. Like, I don't want to tell people to ignore the pros and cons because they can be helpful to people. But it's like, it's really just someone who was for or against the law wrote those. So it's exactly. biased. Exactly. <laughs> it's still biased. Yeah, and, and like I said earlier, I'll, I'll, when it comes, when we get closer to election time and I see what else is on the ballot besides the city council candidates, I, I will kind of take it upon myself to break down the information so it's easy to absorb for people who want to make their voice heard um, by way of voting. Yeah, because that, that's something I have I have to do a better job of. And frankly, it's probably something I didn't do a good job of um, in the winter when I was running for office. Well, see, that's the thing. What what I'm suggesting is, is that you become that so much so that people are just going to be like, well, you know, people that probably didn't even know that you were running last time. We're like, you need to run, you know, because uh, that's what people do to me. So that's that's the way to actually get the attention is just to be the guy known as the dude making all the videos about the legislation and what's going on into the things to actually grab the attention and on top of that you know i'm gonna send this to uh klbp to get this on the radio brother so it's i appreciate that that would be a good platform for this yeah so it's things like that that's why i wasn't trying to cuss on this thing i'm gonna have to edit some stuff <laughs> out edit that out yeah, yeah. <laughs> i did i did i, I was i was I was uh, very certain not to cuss, so yeah, at, least my, at least everything I said will be on. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, um, uh, you know, basically, we're building the platform for you and all the people of Long Beach to get the word across, man. So um, you got any, uh, any final words before we get out of here? Where can the people find you at? So they can find me on Instagram at Lifsy for Long Beach. Um, that's my Instagram page where I try to share a lot of information while we've been cooped up in the house. Um, follow Urban Society Long Beach at Urban Society LB on Instagram. Um, I have a website from my campaign that is www.lifsyforlongbeach.us. Um, you can read about kind of a campaign platform back when I was running for office, and those are all things I still believe in. Um, ways to improve our city. Um, one last thing I want to say, to register to vote, lavote.net. You can do it from your phone. It's very easy to do. It probably won't take you more than a few minutes. If you're not registered to vote, definitely go there and do that. If you think you're registered to vote, you can also check your registration status there. And, you know, the election is less than five months away. Let's just make sure we're all registered so that when the time comes, we can make our voice heard. Exactly, brother. Well, I thank you for being on today's podcast. You feel me? I had to had to get back to the podcast because I ain't really been doing it. You know, it's been busy times. I know. <laughs> yeah. So I actually need, uh, you know, help. So if this doesn't, if this does make it to the radio, if anybody's listening, you know, at the Daily Diddy on Instagram, please help a brother. Lend me a pencil. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, I'm going a, I'm to a let you go because I got to go, you know, go. 
I got I got all types of stuff to do. I was I was actually going to hold this off until I was done traveling the world, but I said, you know what? Let me let me do this first, so you know I could focus on stuff. So, thank you for yeah. being on the podcast today, my G. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I will talk to you soon. All right, swell. All right, all right. Peace. Peace. y'all looks like we got a new sponsor for the podcast man christian's craft batched in belmont shore this guy's making cold gamey elixirs out here i'm telling you or cocktails i should say i had to check it out make sure that it was up to par for the advertising daily diddy standards and let me tell you i give this the diddy seal of approval and it is sploosh certified all right Five waves, I'm telling you. He gave me a batch from the secret menu that you can still ask for. Sublime is tequila, mango puree, passion fruit, lime agave, and cream coconut. I don't even like cream coconut. But this right here is the full ditty. I wouldn't even give this to y'all or even, you know, fuck with my guy if he wasn't doing amazing things. This is amazing. Now you can follow him on Instagram at Christians underscore craft, all right? Um, you know, order a day before. He's doing free deliveries. Anything up for $20 for one mason jar, which is three plus cocktails up to three mason jars, which is 50 bucks. So the deals are there, all right? And if you're a supporter of the podcast, you know, confirm with him, show him the little thing or whatever, you know, a little picture, a screenshot that you support the podcast you get five dollars off you know what i'm saying so that's what we're doing five dollars off your first time so look man y'all gotta tap in with my guy this this ad is going over a goddamn minute because i just can't talk about this shit enough i mean goddamn this thing is just just get this shit to me for real i just keep doing this shit amazing product it's you know a local small business Y'all gotta fuck with it, man. So tap in with my boy at Christian underscore at Christians underscore craft and Christian is spelled with a K underscore craft, man. And get your drink on, alright? Back to the shop. I don't know, I don't wanna see you, no, no 
For the fuck of it, just to show niggas who they really fucking with. All of my people saying that they proud of me. I want the money, yes, I want a lot of it. Counted by myself, no need for accountants. President show me like Rushmore Mountains. Stripping too wet like it came from a fountain. One man band, I don't need to. Just bought a Glock and it came with a bean. Nike my feet and collect in my jeans. BB my belt with the dare on my teeth, but the drugs are really not expensive for me. I just sell it for high and I get it for cheap. I gotta get it, yes, by any means. Can't be selfish, do this shit for my team. She say I'm a dog, will it take when it's shit? All bite, no bark, see the blood in my teeth. In the field all day, see the dirt in my cleats. Just trying to get paid every day of the week. You don't want no beef, I'll leave you deceased. I'ma hit her one time, give a cold shoulder. That nigga out of luck, need a four leaf cloak. Call for the packs, but I already sold her. Call my amigo, he gon' bring it over. I spit facts, I get racks, I flip packs, I'm lit like a match I smoke DMT and hit Planet X with my friends I got money stuffed all within my collective pants I spit facts, I get racks, I flip packs, I'm lit like a match I smoke DMT and hit Planet X with my friends I got money stuffed all within my collective pants Little bitch. Little bitch. <laughs> still war. Told you niggas, Niggas told them dudes to send them glocks. Glock, glock. Niggas 
Jason Fago with that MGP walk. Spill some lean up on my shoes, muddy walk. Muddy walk. Topic of discussion, hear you niggas talk. But y'all niggas don't wanna fade y'all some marks. Y'all some marks. Hit my chirp, ayy bitch. Hit my chirp, it still work. Hit my chirp, ayy bitch. Hit my chirp, it still work. Hit my chirp, ayy bitch. Hit my chirp, it still work. Hit my chirp, ayy bitch. Hit my chirp, it still work. Hit my chirp. Hit my chirp, it still work. Hit my chirp, ayy bitch. Hit my chirp, it still work. Hit my chirp, ayy bitch. Hit my chirp, it still work. In my chirp, ayy, bitch. In my chirp, it still works. Yeah, I can't fall in love again, cause I don't want no more recently. I can't fall in love again, cause nobody gets you, gets you. I'm sliding with a stick again, cause most of your niggas in me. I can't fall in love again, cause I don't want no more recently. I can't fall in love again, cause nobody gets you. Sliding with a stick again, cause bitch, I think it's empty. You can call my phone again, and can we make a bitch Forever feeling got 
by the ocean. I'm full side smoking, yeah, baby, focus. They ain't really trying to chop a style, I bring it closer. I might wear a pair of jeans and never care if you notice. Cause I could always call upon the days when we was joking. Days I wasn't focused, days I wasn't smoking. Days in the nights and now we hear a lot of coasting. And I don't care if you mad at me, go get a bag. I just wanna see my daddy. Let's go. Man, I don't want to let love off some money. Keep sick, family first, first. Blunt to my cousin, don't quiet ass cap. I say, true, been me thugging. If it's all about a check, give me mine's in a hurry. Hey, mine's in a hurry. For I pull like I'm curry. No, I'm out. We bet when we never sweat out my jerks. Putting on your time when you be ready for certain.
fucking hate They tell they make you say, you say, damn This a bitch, I hate you, come sit on my face They be like, they like, how you doing? Bitch, I'm hella good, good The grace of funny and there's no doubt that I'm in your hood If you know how to roll the blunt, then why you roll the wood? The only thing I really wish, I wish a nigga would Think my shit like right now, bitch, I'm on my cash flow Days we used to act up Like wasn't no block colder than the grass 
broke ass, take your bitch from you. Take your whip from you. Take your crib and your kids from you. I got big muscles. I got stabbers. I got shooters, nigga. Bought my paycheck. I got scammers. I got boosters, nigga. <laughs> you the nigga that be hanging on my dance moves. Huh? And you hanging on my chain because it dance too. I ain't never fuck with no snakes, bitch. I'm Samuel. Blowing on this trap, rich knee pack. This ain't mad room. Only OG or exotic like Sadie and Scotty. White folks looking at us childish till I start counting. I'm Mr. Snatch your back in till my start palette. I bought your body just for talking. I need my dollars. I'ma stop them nigga ears together for our book cuz. All my niggas scummy. Hey, yo, baby on the school bus. Get your boo fuck. Bet she gone before you look up. I could give two fucks. Can't rob the gang. Go have to shoot us, nigga. Call my little bitch Beyblade the way it rip niggas. I hang with the robbers, scammers, killers, and them crip niggas. These are type of niggas. Put your shit if you step on shoes. Or what was stupid so you know that I did part two. Pull up with that same old feeling when you see me at the top with my head off the ceiling. I got love kept it locked since a little dirty snot. I've been plotting on a zillion. Pull up on that same old feeling when you see me at the top with my head out the ceiling. I got love kept it locked since a little dirty snot. I've been plotting on a zillion. Try to cook in the middle of the summer Flexing in the heat like a Hollywood Hummer Burning in the mink like I couldn't get dumber Back when I was under, I was hearing all the thunder Voices in my head like you ain't never gonna recover Got it with my gang, that's my family, my brother Call me on the phone, trying to make this triple-double Kept it at the top, we had to pop it out the bubble Boy, you ain't never try to figure out the puzzle I ain't never kept the muzzle closed, mouths don't eat Dart is heat, got the microwave looking weak that same old feeling when you see me at the top with my head off the ceiling. I got love kept it locked since a little dirty snot. I've been plotting on a zillion. Pull up on that same old feeling when you see me at the top with my head off the ceiling. I got love kept it locked since a little dirty snot. I've been plotting on a zillion. I bet you won't hit a motherfucker, hit a motherfucker, hit, hit a motherfucker. 
women eat our shit and suck our dick. You hoe ass bitches. Wake up in the morning. Don't know what I want. Something to get me going. If it takes me to the top. Give me speed, give me weed. Give me any chemical I need. Up and down, it's all the same. My food doesn't matter, it's such a game.